Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Yeah, well, once again, uh, Pastor JF here. Just want to thank you for tuning in to our live Church at Home, Church for All Nations virtual experience, wherever you're watching from. Thanks for spending part of your Sunday with us. We're, we're truly humbled, truly honored. You've got all kinds of options. So thank you for uh, staying connected here. And, and it's just, uh, it's an honor uh, to be connected with you and using this tool that we have right now of this virtual platform. And uh, so I thank God for it. I thank God for every one of you. I want you to know that Pastor Ashley and myself pray for you daily. We lift you up. And so uh, it's an honor to be a part of this right now. You know, I've been, uh, uh, I- I've been getting a lot of phone calls, good phone calls, but a lot of phone calls with that question, Pastor, when are we coming back to church? When are we going to reopen Church for All Nations in the sense of gathering together on Sundays again? And to be totally honest, I don't have a straight answer for you. We are, uh, we are talking about it daily. We're, we're uh, listening to what uh, the state government has to say, our governor, and uh, we're just, we're really uh, taking it very seriously. And as we get more information, we're going to give the information. I want you to know that our leadership team is in conversation as far as planning what that looks like. I, here's one thing that you, you need to understand. Uh, a church of our size, uh, it gets tricky. It's a, it's a logistical thing. Obviously, many of you know that we have a thriving uh, kids ministry. And so what does it look like to, you know, get three and four-year-olds to socially distance properly? You know what I'm talking about? So there's a lot of moving parts here and, and we want to get it right, the very best that we can. But here, here's the good news is that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. This is not going on forever. And I just believe uh, we're going to be back together uh, shortly. So so keep calling me. I, I'm, I'm open for phone calls. I'm with you. I just want to be forthright with you and, and, and let you know that we're, uh, we're talking and talking and looking at other churches. And, and uh, just, we just wanna, we want everything to look right. And, because here's the thing. People are watching the church right now and how we're reacting and responding uh, to, the, to the guidelines. And so we want to be uh, honor that. And in fact, it's, it's kind of what I'm going to be talking about Today, we've been in this series entitled, What Does the Bible Say About Dot, Dot, Dot? And it's been really a topical uh, discussion uh, throughout the last several weeks. We've talked about biblical prophecy. What does the Bible have to say about it? We, we, we talked about what, is Bible, what does the Bible have to say about pandemics and sickness and, and finances? A lot of people are uh, out of work and so they're, they're struggling what, is, what does scripture have to say about our money? And so we've had these conversations. And today, I want to talk about this word authority. I want to talk about what, what does the Bible have to say about authority? Now, uh, I know this is a controversial subject. So, so just give me some grace, okay? My, what I want to do is, and I, and I, I hope it came across um, I hope the, the 9 a.m. experience heard my heart. I, I really just want to regurgitate God's word on this topic. I don't want to give you my philosophy on it or thoughts uh, as far as what I think. I, I really, that is the heart of this series. What does the Bible have to say about whatever the topic that is being discussed? Now, as you know, there's, 
There's things in scripture. If you've been walking with Jesus for a minute, there's some things that scripture says, even, even Jesus himself, there's some things that, that he communicated that, hey, kind of rub us the wrong way. You know, the, the, the very essence of the gospel itself is, is pretty offensive. And so, so some of the things that I communicate right now regarding this topic of authority, if it feels, oh, that's okay, you're human, all right? Uh, but I want this to be an encouragement today to you. Uh, under, under the most normal circumstances, and how many of you know we're not in any type of normal circumstances right now, under just basic normal circumstances, uh, the struggle is real when it comes to authority. And many of us, based on our life experiences, uh, view authority differently. And so what I want to say today is, um, I'm going to give you some principles from Scripture regarding this topic of authority. And I, I just feel like the, the climate that we're in right now, uh, the season that we find ourselves uh, in our society, in the world, th- this word authority, when we think about it, it all kinds of emotions uh, begin to surface. Uh, let me give you some examples. Your work. I've talked to so many people lately who, uh, due to uh, bosses laying off em- employees, furloughing employees, the bosses are asking them to work longer hours for the same amount of pay or less pay. And so there's some tension there between the employee and the authority in their boss. I've talked to people who have been laid off, who have been fired, who have been let go. And so there's this, there's this, some of them, there's just sheer anger and madness toward that authority that they were hired under. And so there's, there's tension. There's a, there's a real, real struggle. And, and these are, these are followers of Jesus. So, so there, there's, there's some negative feelings regarding this word authority. There's a struggle there. There's a confliction there. I talk to a lot of parents. Hey, our kids are all at home. You're looking at one right now. And, you know, our authority as parents uh, is, is being tested a little bit, right? They're at home all day and, you know, they're out of their routine and we're out of our routine. And so, so there's, some, there, there's, this, there's this testing of parental authority. I mean, I, I'm in the same boat with you. Uh, middle school students, high school students, there's some tension there with your parents, your, your guardians, grandma, grandpa, whoever it is. I, I've talked to families where it's multi-generational and you got gr- grandmas and grandpas and moms and dads and kids and aunts and uncles all living under one roof and there's an authority structure there and so there's a, it, it's a struggle, it's a struggle. So I totally get it. This, this uh, temporary, uh, which doesn't feel very temporary, but it is, okay, this, this, this quarantine, that the government's placed us in. Man, I've talked to a lot of people who are just flat out done with it. They're just frustrated. But that authority, uh, the government, still remains. So here's what I want to say is, uh, authority isn't going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. So, so with that in mind, how do we manage the struggle? How do we approach it? How do we live with this word in our lives. You know, Jesus had a lot to say about authority. Um, And here's the thing about authority. Authority is actually a good thing because authority creates peaceful, safe environments for all of us. But on the other hand, if authority is used incorrectly in an improper way, chaos ensues. And just open a history book and we can see where authority went to a dark place and it harmed people. I want to say one more thing. And that is, 
I know that there's some of you who are watching right now where uh, growing up, the authority in your life abused you. You were hurt. Maybe it was a parent. Maybe it was a family member. Maybe it was uh, someone, you know, uh, uh, someone in, in, your, in your schooling, wh- whatever it looks like. Maybe you had a bad experience with um, uh, police, uh, uh, police officers or, or, or maybe whatever it is. I, I, I know people that came out of uh, dictatorships in other countries, all right? And so I, I'm, I'm very mindful that when authority gets out of control, it can really hurt people. So I'm not naive. I'm not going to present something to you today that's just simply naive, that's not without any thoughtfulness toward people who have ge- you know, like genuinely been hurt by authority. I want you to know that those experiences you had, Jesus can heal you from that. He can set you free from some of the past right now. I want to talk about what does it look like moving forward right from today on. And once again, I'm just going to share with you from the scripture. And following Jesus, being, being human is, is a struggle. It's a journey. And so I, I want this word to encourage you today. I want to give you a few thoughts and a few principles in this area. And, and if you're taking notes, this is the conversation I want to have today. And that is, I want to talk about three areas of the struggle with authority, three areas of the struggle with authority. And then I want to give you a tool. Uh, I want to give you some resources uh, as to how you can approach each one of, the, one of these uh, areas. Here's the first one, and that is, write this down. In the struggle with authority over you. In the struggle with authority over you, meaning there's confliction there, there's tension, there's a struggle between those that are over you, whether it's our government, whether it's uh, our bosses, whether you're um, in a family and there's, there's parents that are over you, there's guardians that are over you. There's a struggle there. And I want to give you the t- a tool as to how you can manage that struggle. And here's the word, write this down, submit. Submit. Respect what the directive is from your authority. Now, that doesn't mean being taken advantage of. That doesn't mean uh, physical abuse or harm. I'm not talking about that. It just simply means respecting the position that has been put over you. And I want to confirm that that's what the word says in an area of scripture in the book of Romans. And I want to read this passage of scripture that actually may shock some of you. Maybe you're a brand new Christian and you're, you're, you're reading the word and you're, you're, you're seeing things for the first time. This might be one of those things. Maybe you're a seasoned follower of Jesus and uh, I'm going to read this and you're going to go, oh yeah, that's what the Bible has to say about submission uh, unto authority. In fact, it might frustrate some of you. So just once again, I'm just going to read the Bible don't kill the messenger, okay? Just, just take it for what it is. Talking about submission unto the authority that's been placed over us. And now, before I read it, like I always do, I want to give a little context here because I think it's important that as I read this, you get a, a, almost a, a, a visual in your mind of what's going on here. Paul the apostle is in a Roman 
prison, and not just a prison, a dungeon. And uh, historians uh, and theologians would agree that Paul would have been chained to a Roman guard 24 hours a day. He would sleep chained to the, the Roman guard. He'd wake up, he'd use the restroom, connect. I'm so he was in a dungeon, he's chained to a Roman guard. This is the same Roman guard who works for the Roman empire who unjustly murdered Jesus Christ. They murdered Jesus Christ who had committed no crime. This is the same Roman empire, the same government, the same authority that would go on to kill Paul himself. And so with that in mind, you talk about persecution. Man, what's going on right now? Man, we're, you know, this is, in my opinion, this is not persecution that we're under right now. This is some real persecution. We're inconvenienced right now. We have a light at the end of the table. No one's saying that we can't proclaim the gospel right now. But this, this guy is in a world of trouble right now. And look what he says regarding submitting to authority. Romans chapter 13, verses one through five. He writes, let everyone be subject. Another translation says, let everyone submit, meaning uh, be in obedience to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Let me say that one more time because someone needs to hear this. The authorities, the government that exists have been established by God, meaning God put them there. Now let that sink in for a second. I didn't write this. That's what the Bible says, okay? Verse two, consequently, uh uh-oh, there's consequences. Whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. Underline those two words. God's servant But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants. There it is again. Agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Now look at verse five here. This is the intent. This is is the heart of the matter. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities. Now watch not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. Like, like don't obey just so you don't get locked up or get in trouble, but, but do it because it's the right thing to do. Maybe you don't like our president right now. Maybe you don't, you're upset with our governor right now. According to the word of God that we just read, It's pretty clear. Scripture says that God placed them there. All right? And I think, I think if some of us actually accepted that truth, man, we would experience a bit more peace 
in our life. I, uh, just with perfect example, with these government mandates, are they frustrating? Absolutely. Uh, is it bad to question them? Absolutely not. It's okay to question them. But to outright defy our governor, as I read this passage of scripture, um, it just, I just don't feel like that's the best representation of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Now, if you read something differently, let's have a conversation. But according to these words, I, ah, I don't know here. You know, I've had some people uh, ask me, you know, they, or they said something like this in a roundabout way. In fact, one person asked me straight up, he said, you know, JF, um, uh, isn't it that, isn't it living in fear, not faith, when we just go along with whatever the government has to say for us? And I said, I don't think so, man. I said, I believe that you're living by faith more when you're able to say, God, uh, I accept this temporary quarantine, some of these, uh, these, these mandates. I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna obey them. I'm gonna accept them. And I'm gonna give it all to you because God, I have faith in you. I have faith that you're bigger than any quarantine, than any state government, than any federal government. You're bigger than all of it. And in fact, I read in your word, God, Proverbs 21 verse one says that you actually have the power and you actually turn the hearts of kings. So I'm not gonna live in fear. I'm gonna live in faith knowing that you're God, that you're sovereign and that you have the power to change the hearts of our leaders. That my friend, is walking by faith. When you're able to put all of your hope, all of your trust in God and honor what scripture says, as hard as it is, I'm not saying this is easy. When I read history, I, 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 I read persecution. I see all of this stuff, but I want you to know, this is what the word of God says per pertaining to this topic right here. In fact, scripture takes it a step further. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Look, look, what, look what Paul uh, writes to Timothy, he says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, now I want you to underline this next word, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. So it's not just praying for those in authority, it's not just about obeying those in authority. Paul says, be grateful for them too. Be thankful for their authority in your life. This is not easy, but it's right. Those of you who, uh, uh, whose parents drive you insane, I've got a passage for you too. Ephesians 6, children obey your parents because you belong to the Lord for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. Yeah, but JF, they don't know what they're talking about. Honor them anyway. JF, I think their, I think their, their, their rules are, I can't, you're, you're a high school student, I can't deal with the, their rules. My, my, my friend's parents don't have these wacky rules and, and I just can't, I just think their rules are terrible. Well, do you live in their house? <laughs> Honor them. Obey what they place in front of you. I remember 
when I was, I turned 18 and I went off to Bible college and uh, in another state from where my parents lived. And I'll never forget, man, those first couple of days where my parents had left, gone back home, and I was, I was on my own. I, I was experiencing, uh, you know, uh, you know, no, no curfews, a new freedom that I'd never tapped into. And I was like, this is awesome, right? So I, I would stay out a little bit later. I'd go eat what I wanted to, or I would make plans and I wouldn't have to get permission or anything like that. And it was like this, I was 18. I was an adult. I was living. I, I had it all together. I knew what I was doing, right? And I'll never forget that first spring break. I went back to where my folks were living in Florida and back into my dad's home. And I'll never, it was, a, it was the first day we were back and all my friends were coming back from, from their colleges and all back home. And so everyone was home for spring break and it was like, spring break, I'm out of here. I'm gonna hang with my friends. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do Florida spring break, the Christian version, okay? But I was gonna hit the beach and stay out late and you know, do that whole thing with my friends. And, um, and I'll never forget my dad, I was walking out of the front door and my dad, I can see him right now, I'm 18. And he's sitting in the den and he goes, son, he's like, well, where are you going? It was probably seven o'clock at night. He's like, where are you headed? Where are you, where are you off to? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going out with the guys. We're just gonna, we're hanging out, you know, spring break. He's like, okay, well, uh, I'll see you back here at 11 p.m. And I kind of stopped in my tracks. I'm like, 11 p.m.? I don't even live in the same state with you, man. Like, I, I'm a man. Uh, back home, I stay out till midnight. Like I, I do whatever I, you know, I didn't say it quite like that, but that's what I was thinking. I'm like, dad, what are you talking about? I have a curfew and I'll never forget it. He looked at me and he said, son, my house, my rules. And he had this kind of like the joker, like this psychotic smile on his face. He's like, he's like, it's my house. It's my rules. You're going to do what I have to say. And I just said, Okay, yes, sir. Let me tell you, I was, I was in the house at 1055, okay? Well, what is that about? It's just, I'm not saying I'm some awesome, but, but, but there's, something, there's something to this passage of scripture of honoring parents. I, I know I had it good, awesome growing up. I know some of you are listening to this and go, that's easy for you, but my father was abusive. My mother was, was evil. I'm telling you right now, I, I understand. But even, I, you know what? Even in the midst of that, there's ways that you can still respect them. Maybe that looks like you just leaving. Maybe that looks like you not reacting. Maybe that looks like you praying for them. And even in the worst, most dire situation, there's ways that you can still do what the word of God calls us to do. Here's Paul, let me remind you, who writes this, who has been unjustly thrown into a Roman prison where he's been flogged and beat up and the Holy Spirit is ministering to him and he's able to write his thoughts down here. You can do this. You can do this. Here's my second thought. Here's a second area uh, of the struggle with authority. And that is in the struggle with those you have authority over. Uh, Maybe you're thinking to myself, I don't have authority at all. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You have influence. Maybe you don't realize it, but there's people that are looking to you for direction. Uh, There's... uh, there's people that uh, maybe you're an employer and, and you have employees. Maybe, you know, we have a lot of people that own small businesses here at Church for All Nations and they have, you know, employees. Maybe you're a supervisor at a big organization or maybe you're a mom, maybe you're a dad. 
grandma, grandpa, and those kiddos are looking up to you. Man, it happens in my household. What's dad have to say about it? We, we all have an, um, a measure of authority in our sphere. And the, the tool that I wanna, I wanna give you when you're dealing with this struggle, because even in myself, as, as uh, I have authority as a pastor, we have a team. And so I, I have authority with, with my team. And so, 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 so with that comes a lot of responsibility. And there's, but even there, there's, there's, there's a struggle there. You're dealing with humans. We're, we're not robots. We all have emotions and, and circumstances and seasons of life. So it's an everyday, it's a manage, management thing. And, and, and so when you're doing that, mama, with your kiddos at home, let me give you this tool. And that is strengthen them. Strengthen them. Our role is always to make those who we are in authority over better human beings. That's your role. If, if you own a business, if you're a supervisor, if, you're a, um, uh, if, if, if you run some kind of a thing where you're in charge, I want you to know your number one goal is to bring strength to people's lives. We sometimes think it, that if we're just harder on our employees, that if we're just more strict with our kids, we'll get better results. But a lot of the time, we're just killing them. I encourage you, maybe tomorrow, uh, go to your employee. <laughs> maybe you're quarantined and you, you, you can't physically be with them, but over the, in, in your Zoom meeting, when you're having a, a conversation with one, one of your employees, maybe just throw something on the table. Throw this line on the table. Uh, Frank, brother, you know, how can I, how can I, how can I bless you? I mean, if you just said that, how, how can I help you, Frank? Man, I'm telling you, he will come alive. You, you want to get a reaction out of your, your kiddo? Say, honey, how can daddy bless you? How can I help you? I'm telling you, you will get the response that you're looking for. And my role here as a pastor, man, my, my primary role is to encourage you, to give you strength, to disciple you, to spread the gospel, to give you hope to empower you, to equip you. That's, that's my role is to, is to bring life into your personal life. And I said it just a second ago, having authority over others is, is truly an honor, but with that comes challenges. And the more authority you get, the more challenges will come. It gets, it gets harder because so many people are coming to you looking for solutions. I, I love this story. I wanna go to it, Matthew chapter 20. Starting in verse 20, Jesus is dealing with this situation right now. Let me, let me read it. We'll unpack it a little bit. It says, Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons, kneeling down, asked a favor of him. What is it you want? He asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. Verse 22, you don't know what you're asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my father. Struggle with those you have authority over, strengthen them. And as I 
read that last verse, it leads me into this third area, this third struggle that we have with authority. And as the band comes back, I want you to write this down. And that is in the struggle with wanting more authority. There's a struggle there with wanting to get even more authority. Uh, uh, Maybe the the words of power, more influence. And the tool I want to leave you with, if, if you're wanting more authority in your life, maybe you're climbing the corporate ladder. Uh, maybe uh, you're wanting more authority, more, more respect from your children. Uh, here, here's the tool, and it's counterculture, and that is serve. Serve. Our culture would say, do whatever it takes to take out your boss. <laughs> Undercut him. Uh, go to school and get smarter than them. Tell, tell her, you know, whatever it takes, just climb over people, crawl, you know, whatever it takes to be successful. Do it, do it, do it. The kingdom would say, do whatever it takes to serve your boss. Do, do whatever it takes to serve your children. Uh, do, it's, I know it's backwards, but, but, but this is Biblical. This is what scripture says regarding this word authority. You want more of it? Humble yourself. Become less. Become more. Empty yourself of your flesh and your, and your carnal desires, your sinful nature. Lay it at the feet of Jesus continue, continuously. Serve, love. And as you do that, people will recognize it. You'll get promoted. I'm telling you, this is just how it works. You'll, you'll get promoted by human humans, but ultimately God will promote you because he knows your heart. And if you can be a person who lives out servanthood like Jesus did for us, Jesus came and he modeled what it looked like to be a, a servant. He did that so that we would in turn live like this. You want more authority in your life, become more like him. And more like him looks like becoming more like a servant. Let me, let me wrap up that passage of scripture. So the mom brings her sons to Jesus and there's this interaction there. But look what happens in verse 24. It says, when the, t- when the 10 heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, you know, that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. If you're wanting more authority today, my friends, Apply the word of God to your life. The words of Jesus himself. He said, if you want to be great in this kingdom, become a servant. It's what he did. In fact, this week in preparation, as I was reading and studying, man, if you just Google, uh, you know, some of the, uh, the most famous or the most influential or the most uh, revered leaders uh, throughout human history, 
the majority of them had a theme of servanthood connected to their lives. It's an incredible thing. And so the model is there. It feels counterintuitive to want to be promoted into a higher level of authority to not claw and under, undermine and to uh, come at it from a very selfish place, but really just to become more like Jesus. That picture of Jesus washing his disciples' feet. Wow, what a, what a, uh, what a significant symbol of humility. And so I want you to know, brothers and sisters, this word, I hope it was for you, but man, it was for me. It's a, it's a great reminder, this word authority. And I wanted to talk about authority because the climate right now, man, with people questioning the motives of our state government, of our, our governor. And man, I, I, don't, I don't know his heart. God knows his heart. But I know what scripture has to say when it comes to specifically our government. You know, there's, there's uh, people that are in government leadership who I don't necessarily personally agree with their philosophies or, 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 or their stance on certain things. But man, despite all of that, it's pretty clear in scripture that we're to submit, to honor. Um, and I, I just want to encourage you in that today. There is a light at the end of this tunnel. We will, we, let me, let me say it again. We will be gathering again very soon. The specific date, I don't have it yet. Stay tuned. The second we get this figured out, we'll open the doors back up. I want you to know it's not gonna, it won't be the same as you know it. There's going to be obviously a lot of guidelines and we're going to honor social distancing. We, we, this is a new world. I went to Bible school and they didn't teach me what to do in the middle of a pandemic. You know, what, what does seniors ministry look like when there's people dying of a, a global pandemic? It's, it's not in any of my theology books whatsoever. Um, but I know what is there. I do know what it is there. And so what we do is we take what the word of God says, and we apply it to every decision that we have to make. And I want you to know, Church for All Nations, your eldership, man, they are being so thoughtful about this. We're in constant daily prayer. Would you pray as the leaders of Church for All Nations are, are, uh, are being very intentional with what it looks like coming back, coming back and, and, and uh, be at peace with it. We're um, looking at other churches and, and other ways and staying in tune with what uh, Olympia is saying. And, and um, I know this has been a hard season for so many of us, including myself. But I said it, I think I said it at noon prayer. You can do one of two things in this season. You can either just go through it Oh man, when's it going to be over? Ah, oh, I've got to get through this. Ah, oh, man, it's going to be so much better when we're over there. You can, you, can, you can have that approach, have at it. You can go through it or you can grow through it. I don't know about you, but for me, man, I want to come out on the other side of this stronger. I want to learn some new things. I, I have a whole new perspective on what it means to be the church now. That, that I didn't have before all this happened. And I know so many of you as well. I've, I have a deeper uh, trust 
in what the word of God says. I have, I have more trust in that it's his church and not mine. <laughs> like, like when it comes to finances and, you know, you know, at first it was like, how are we, how are we going to, ah, what are we going to do? Man, people aren't going to, people are going to stop giving. People are going to, you know, do something else. What are we going to, ah, and I was having those conversations. Man, we, couple of weeks into this thing, man, I was like, man, he's got it. It's his bride. It's his church. It's his people. It's his mission. I'm just honored to be a part of it. I'm telling you, his church cannot be silenced. It's not, it's not going in reverse. It's going forward. And not only that, it's growing. I'm telling you what's happened across the globe right now. The church of Jesus is on the move. And so I want you to be at peace. I want you to be at peace. We've only been in this thing. It's not, I think it's two and a half months now. And I'm telling you, we're, gonna, we're, we're, we're coming out. We're going to be reopening, you know, but, but, but no, just no. We're going to keep listening to what he has to say. We're going to get out of the way of how we, we've always done things. And we're going we're gonna to ask the Lord to give us his ways and not our ways. We're asking God to give us his supernatural innovation into what it looks like as we come back to not just attend a worship service, which I love. It's my favorite thing to do. I love worshiping together and high-fiving and all this stuff. And, but man, what does it really look like to be the church? And man, we're fig- I'm telling you, we're, 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 we're figuring it out in a whole new light in this season. So I wanna, I wanna honor you for being flexible. I wanna honor you for not quitting. I wanna honor you for your continued financial investment into the local church. I'm so fired up right now. I'm, 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 there's no depression. There's no bad thoughts. The only thing on my wife and I's mind right now, oh man, we're, we're fired up, man. God's doing great th- things through our food pantry. God's doing great th- things through all these virtual uh, uh, connections that we're having at Church for All Nations. I'm telling you, when we come back, all of that's going to remain, by the way. We have, we have c- tapped into this online live stream uh, and it's going to be just a straight up campus now, but it's always going to be here now. And of course, as we gather, but man, we're so excited. We're planning, we're praying, but I want to pray for you right now. I know some of you, maybe this conversation, maybe this topic, when you heard, you heard, you heard me say authority, you're like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I just logged in on here, <laughs> man, I'm sick and tired of sitting in my apartment for three months. And now you're going to scold me in the area of authority. Man, maybe that was your first impressions. But I just, my heart, I hope you heard my heart on this topic. I hope that this was a blessing. I want you to know as followers of Jesus, we're always striving to look more and more like him. That's the goal every single day. And Paul was very clear about salvation. It's not earned. It's a free gift. But he was also very clear about the pursuit of holiness in our life. The, the pursuit of looking more and more like Jesus. When you read the writings of Paul, it, every church that he wrote encouragement to, it, there, was always, there was always resources and strategy connected to getting the gospel out more and to, and to be daily transforming. So maybe you had a crummy upbringing. Maybe the authority that was over you uh, used it in a negative light. And so all these years, you, you've, you've always 
uh, you've always, oh, I can't, oh, no one's going to tell me what, oh, I'm not going to honor, uh, all that kind of stuff. I, I'm, I'm telling you today, today you can, you can ask the Lord, Lord, would you, would you soften that part of my heart? Maybe you love Jesus, but part of your heart, man, your spiritual heart, is a little hard in this area. You question everything that the authority over you is directing. You, you're always leery all the time. Ah, oh, maybe today you say, Lord, I'm going to lay this at your feet. Lord, I'm sick and tired of Jay Inslee and this quarantine. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm, uh, man, we should, be, we should storm the gates of Church for All Nations and have church in there. And da, 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 da. Maybe that's you. And I've, and I've had conversations with people that maybe not, uh, not that extreme, but they're like, man, we got to just, and, and hold, hold your horses, all right? Let's, let's practice. Let's practice what the word of God says here. Let me, let, me, let me pray for you, all right? Lord, I thank you for my friends that have tuned in. God, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate the fact that they're not logging off just because they, 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 they are about to hear a presentation of a, of a hot button comp topic. We all have a struggle with this word authority and subcapacity. Some of us have layers and layers of authority over us. Some of us have those layers that have misused their authority. There's people listening, Lord Jesus, that were abused or they're in an abusive situation right now. God, I pray right now that there would be healing, safety, that they, the respectful thing to do, if there's any way to get out of that situation of abuse or this isn't about getting walked over and stepped over. It's just, it's honoring the position that's placed. And so I just pray, Lord, if there's something like that that's going on, that's not the conversation I'm having right now. I pray that you would protect them that they would get help, that they'd be safe, that they would be healed. God, I'm, I'm talking to the person that it's just a heart issue. It's a, it's a management thing. It's a struggle. It's never going away. I just pray, Lord God, that they would apply these biblical principles on this conversation, authority today. I pray for parents who are dealing with kids and everything's, oh, they're at home all day and we're home from our work and, and there's tension there. God, I pray that you would just, you would just give them rest today. Give them peace. Philippians 4, 7, and 8. God, I just pray right now for the, for the, uh, the, the couple and their small business right now. They're, they're wanting to reopen it and they're frustrated with, with Olympia right now. They're, they're, they're just like, oh man, I got to get back to work. And, and, and Lord, I totally understand where they're coming from. We all want to get back, but I just pray, Lord God, that you would give them peace about it. I'm not saying it's going to be fixed right now when they click off of this. It's going to be a struggle. It's a struggle. God, I just pray that in their prayers, in their communication with you, that they would give you not only the situation of not being able to reopen their business, like, yeah, Lord, it's in your hands, but they would also give them, give, give their feelings to you and their frustrations about it to you. God, I'm so mad right now. I'm frustrated. Can't stand Governor Inslee. He won't open, uh, all that stuff. Totally hu normal human emotions. God, I pray in that moment that they could just, in that moment, just give it to you right now. Have enough faith that you have a plan. As Jesus hung on that cross, it shouldn't, it shouldn't feel like in the moment that that was the right decision. But man, here we are because of what he did, because of what you did, Jesus, we can live free. We can live lives with hope, on mission, on purpose, knowing where we're going because of what you did for us. So 
Give my friends peace in this area. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Awesome. As a part of doing virtual church, we started creating questions. Questions that you can discuss with your virtual small group or maybe with your family or maybe just you and the Holy Spirit and your journal. And so I just want to encourage you, we're going to put the questions up in just a second. And when we do, make sure that you take a picture of them with your phone or maybe screenshot it if you're watching from your computers and make sure that you keep these questions with you. Meditate on the answers this week. Seek the Lord. Allow Him to search your heart um, to really grow deeper in these areas of authority. Number one, have you ever struggled with authority figures in your life? Why or why not? Is this a pattern? What are some ways that you can practice submitting to authority in your life with an attitude that honors the Lord? Number two, do you consider yourself a leader? Why or why not? List a couple of people that you are leading and specific ways that you can help them grow stronger in what God is calling them to do. As Pastor Jay have said, we are all leaders in some regard. It's just kind of noticing it sometimes. Number three, do you desire to grow in your leadership? Why or why not? How does the Bible say that this is done? Do you believe that it is true? What are three habits you can start this week that will help put this into action? We're excited about how the Holy Spirit is speaking to so many of you. I love hearing in emails or messages on Instagram how even just meditating on these questions and chatting through them allows the Holy Spirit to really bring up certain areas in our lives that we weren't even aware of. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.